2012 Pipeline Master, he's the surfer, surfer too. He's a sunny coast coolie legend, he's trained to Timbuktu. When it comes to professional surfing, he's our swellian guru. If anyone knows, you know who knows? Paco's knows. Paco's knows. Righto, Joel. Well, uh, last time we spoke... Uh, was pre-Tahiti, and we were expecting a major hogwash over there, and it was a hogwash deluxe. <laughs> How did you go watching that comp and Hoggy's performance? Amazing. That was insane. Um, it was everything I thought it could have been. I was just hoping to see his passion and his froth, regardless of whether, I guess, he had a few haters and whatnot, but he was, everyone was jumping on the hog train by the end. Yeah, no, nah, he won over everyone, mate. The channel looked like a, <laughs> I don't know what it looked like, a flock of ibises taking off in a, in a big storm or something. It just went so ballistic for him. The vein was at full throb, oh, next level. It was amazing. It was so good. I was frothing. Let's, uh, let's get into it. You've, you've been a, a world title contender going into a final day a few times, and I know that in 2009 you lost one, and in 2012 you won one. Um, how hard is it, mate, to just keep your head about you leading into the final week of, you know, the biggest event of your life? Oh, I guess um, when you get, once you get to that point, I suppose, like, you don't have to, like, I always think there's no point. There's no, wor- there's no worries about any, you don't have to think about a lot of things. Like, you can get rid of all the point stuff that you were tripping on, you know, or, or results you were dropping or bettering and all those things. Um, especially like with the, with the way it's structured now, I, I would obviously get to surf the way of this top five showdown stuff, but you've only got your heat to win and you can throw all the other, you know, everything out the window. It's just about how, how you, how you make your decisions that day. Mm. Mm. And so, but- I don't know, I would, I, if it was me, I'd just keep it as simple as I could. So in a way, it's sort of like it, it, it simplifies the whole process. You're not sort of like worried about other people and how they're performing. You can just zone right in on what you need to do to get through. Yeah, I would say you, know, you, you walk down the beach going, you know, you get everything, probably your heat strategy and all that on, and then you just like go, I win, I win, I lose, I lose. There's no, you know, I don't have to qualify. No, that's just about that one moment um, and that one heat. Mm. It's not about the next thing because you can figure that out when you get there. You know, I, I would uh, you know, really live in that one moment and um, just let the day unfold. Yeah. Um, how hard is it, though, mate, making sure you're on point for that moment? Because, you know, like even with this event, we've got like a waiting period. Like, how hard is it to just maintain your headspace so that when they call it on and the hooter blows, you're exactly where you need to be mentally? Is that tough or... Are you sort of, think, you know, in your... I think so, for sure, you know. And I think, you know, like, all those things of, like, right board selection, uh, your free surf in the morning, your warm-up and see how, what was feeling right or what wasn't. Um, whether you go out, you know, catch a thing, you have a shock or you slip on your first wave, you've got to turn all that around if you... Or if you nail one, you know, you... you, you do you just go in and you've had your day, you've had your warm-up because you've got five heats to to win um i guess i don't know i, I thought it was me i just 
I would just have a really relaxed mind, open mind about my decision making through the day. Mm. Yeah. What about like if you look, think back to um, 2009 and then 2012? Are there, are there elements of you know your preparation and what you did in 2009 that you you fixed up in 2012? Like were there were there mistakes yep. that you made or what? what yeah, what those definitely, things be, mate. I reckon it was probably in 2009, I, you know, because I'd had uh, such a consistent year um, going into my first heat of pipe, I, I was almost like, I was like, okay, so when I make the quarters and Mick makes the semis, or if I can make the semi and hopefully I can get beat here, we can lose the quarters. I was already, I was already a little bit further, you know, I guess thinking about what was in front of me, uh, too far in front of me, not, not right in front of me, I guess you'd say. Um, for me, I, 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 you know, I just, you know, and Gavin Gillette's a, a gnarly pipe surfer. I don't take anything away f- from that, but I, I, I thought I was confident enough and doing surfing well enough to just go out and get him. But mate, he, uh, he smashed me. Mm. Mm. So basically, uh, just putting yourself ahead of the heat, ahead of the moment that you're in, is is kind of the thing that you learn from that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think uh, I, I don't, you know, because also because at that point, like making a round four didn't matter to myself or Mick. No. Uh, you know, you had to make the quarters or the semis for for more points. And I started. I don't know why, but I started thinking, you know, if I the whole way in preparation, you know, I get the quarters, and then you know, um, I'll, I'll make points. But uh, actually, um, yeah. Didn't, didn't go like that at all, mate. I was the first one out. Yeah. And so how how did, like, was that something that you actually consciously addressed as you went into 2012? Definitely. Definitely. Mm. In 2012, I was going, mate. I, from the word go, I had Kalani Chapman, who's a gnarly pipe surfer, and I didn't want to, I just made, was so focused on my first heat to make sure I'd win and just go heat by heat after that. Um, and, it's um, it definitely you know even though that Kelly and I were in the same position with, with you know like Mick and I were like we weren't going to change round four even a quarter final I don't think was going to change it for me. Mm. I needed to make a semis or a final for points. Um, so yeah, but in this one there is no points. There is no there is no like heat by heat. It's it's uh, there is no like oh if he gets third here or fifth or what's it matter you know it's. It's just a surf off, and uh, it's plain and simple. When you hit or don't. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a wild scenario. Let's let's look at the Aussies, man. We got three three charges in a, in with a run at the uh, the world title. Jack, Ethan, Steph. Let's start with Ethan because I mean he's close to home for you. Spent a lot of time with him. Uh, seen him, you know, get on tour, fall off tour, get back on. I mean, what excites you about sort of this opportunity for him and and where do you think his strengths are heading into this event? Oh, mate, I, that's that's who I'm excited for the most by far. Um, I just can imagine it was like last year, you know, with a solid south swell and those big bright walls um, and what he could do, you know. It, it would be amazing, I think, um, especially if it's consistent. Uh, it, he, so, you know, he's a real patient kind of competitor. You know, we've seen him so much this year, only catch two waves and, and even sometimes lose heats because he's only had the one good wave. And 
he has that staunch technique of waiting a long time for the best waves, um, which is really good. But I think if it's consistent and you he gets his feet in the wax on a few, you know, sevens and eights, and then all of a sudden I think the nines will just flow through. Mm. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, if it's one of those sort of almost Kelly Slater in black and white swells, you know, where there's it's just glassy all day and it's standing oh, right up on the rocks. I mean, you know, especially if it is glassy and it isn't uh, favourable for for airs, and it's a it is a uh, it's, you know, if the heats are one on the face of the wave, uh, you've got to put Ethan as just as much favourite as Philippe. Mm. Yeah, that's mad to think about, man. And what about like uh, just his headspace? Like, how have you seen that change since he first qualified to to who he is this year? Oh, it's you know we everyone waited for it to click, but whether it's clicked or it's maturity or um, it's a combination of of all the right things he's doing from you know um, you know having his his uh, crew on the tour and having someone to bounce off and, you know, he's really got the smarts about surfing heats. He seems like he's improving faster than anyone on tour. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And then what concerns you about sort of where he's at? I mean, he's placed at number three, so he'll, he'll be surfing in the second heat of the day. And, um, yeah, where, where do you think his, his sort of Achilles heel lies heading into this world title route? Probably the pressure. I think the pressure will be there. I mean, the pressure will probably get to everyone. Uh, saying that, I mean, Philippe, so it looked like he surfed without pressure last year at Trestles, and you know, he's been the form surfer this year in, in all on on the face and in the air with waves. So um, I guess the pressure of it is the only thing I could see stumbling. What? And obviously the waves too. If the waves are very lackluster, then... Know, that can also be a stumbling block, but yeah. What about like just the energy and the fucking the whole American vibe, dude? Like you know, yeah, well, he's that, from I North Stradbroke that, Island. He's going to be walking down that giant path with all that, you know, just I don't know how to describe it other than just pure sort of manic celebrity culture, like madness that is American surfing. Do you reckon that'll sort of yeah. like chip away at his at his uh, armor, or do you think he's he's got the headspace to just get down there and, and get it done? Because that's a big deal. That is a big deal. You know, imagine the, oh, there's a scenario of you know he does get into that final, um, and they're one apiece, and it's a third surf off, and that American hype would be through the roof. Mm. Um, you know, but I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's. Uh, but saying that he's been a very fast learner, so hopefully he walks down that beach with a, you know, the right frame of mind and is on. Just put his straddy earmuffs on, mate. <laughs> I think he's just got to put the blinkers yeah. on and just lock it I'm all sure, out and pretend uh, he's. Know, a... Well, it's probably no worse than the straddy hotel he's on every Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Just imagine uh, Kong's walked in straight off his uh, yeah, old we, man's fishing yeah. trawler. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, uh, what about Robbo? Let's uh, have a quick look at him. Breakthrough year, obviously. Uh, I mean, he got the f- the first CT in Mexico last year, but he's just kept that momentum just so staunchy. And, uh, you know, back-to-back wins, always tough to do. And my thing with uh, Robbo is just how steely he is in clutch situations. Like, he never looks like he's doubting himself for a second. Do you think that that's going to... No. You know, is, is that something that you've sort of... I don't know, really appreciated about his performances throughout this year. Definitely. 
Steph is just so there's never he seems very much on and real like he's really in tune with the ocean so he always seems like he's on the right waves a lot um and I just said, mate, I think, uh, you know, if he uh, if he's surfing the way he's been surfing and the surfing a he the way he's been surfing with how smart he's been, he he could be definitely a dark horse in this thing. I mean, he's three heats away from a world title. It's I know he's he's closer than anyone, any Australian right now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's gonna be, you know, it would be a crazy heat if it was a Jack and Ethan heat because they have been. By far the two best Australian surfers this year, I thought. So, you know, it's a good thing that we're going to have our two best Aussies at second and third and hopefully against each other and going into the world title. Do you see any kinks in his armour, mate? Like, do you see Robbo, he spent so much time, you know, obviously uh, in these sort of huge energy scenarios. He's so good at just sort of locking it all out and just being completely in his own space, regardless of the scenario. What, What do you think his, you know... What what the, would his team be looking at? Going okay, let's just watch this. I, I think space. he he's probably the one. He would just be. I think pressure for him is. Uh, I think it's just water off a duck's back. I think he'd just do his breathing and get through it. And I don't think it'll matter. His rail game and if he does go to the air, he's been incredible in the air too. So, um, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's anything's possible for for him. That's what I feel. I don't. I always just you always just think oh the Grom Jack Robo, but. He's such a man now, and I just feel like it's just, I don't underestimate him. Mate, what about Steph? I think um, last year she looked really tentative going into that finals day. This year, I think she's a different person. I, I really think that her goal was just to make sure she was there at the end. And I think as far as bolters go, which seems absurd to say about her, it seems like she's a real chance to go right through to me, just, just based purely on just the way she sort of carried herself throughout this year. Yeah, for sure. And when she has, when she did win that event, she looked deadly. Mm. On point, Steph Gilmore at Good Trestles is like, if I, I would not feel safe at the top, even though she's coming through the draw. I, I think she, she's a mate. Like, I'm the biggest Steph fan ever, so I'm just cheering for a big time. Big time, man. And and I think that, like, you know, people talk about Tatiana and, and uh, you know, being kind of, I guess, at the head of the, the fight game in terms of just getting under people. But I reckon Steph's up for a dogfight, you know, uh, once she's feeling like she's, yeah. she's on her terms. Some of the roles she used to get on when she was in her, you know, when she was younger, first getting on tour, she'd go out and drop three nines a heat constantly, bang, 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 and it gets, you know, she'd score 18 or 19 points in a, every heat all the way to the final and do it in the final. And just so when she is on, she's going to be hopefully, you know, a real, real, you know, kind of upspoiling person as she comes through. Mm. All right, man. Look, a couple more questions. Just, um, Felipe, do you think uh, he's going to take any baggage from what happened at Chopes into this at all? Or has he just gone, fuck it, it's all gone. This is my world title? Oh, I don't know if he even really wanted to do do much to Chopu. You know, I felt like it may have been a bit more of a dead rubber. He wasn't even searching for a result. The result there, I didn't feel. I felt he was he was ready to, you know, put all his eggs in the, the trestles basket and, and possibly even could have stayed home. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I, he copped a fair bit of criticism. I just wondered, is is that the sort of 
he's been very open about sort of how he gets affected mentally. Uh, do you think there's anything yeah. negative that, that he'll take out of that and that might sit in the back of his brain? Because last year, by the time he'd surfed a couple of heats, everyone had just forgotten about him being a, a big wave guy or a small wave guy because he was just surfing so good. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, he definitely has, you know, after a while, it doesn't seem like he's put a lot of effort into working on his weaknesses. Oh, that's just for me thinking that. I, You know, we haven't seen a lot of him doing any Chopu trips or, or um, apart from that one he did, you know, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago. Mm. Um, but one of those, one of those waves or that of Fiji, you've got to go, you know, put some time in to, to feel comfortable. So, um but gee, you can't knock what he what he can do with trestles and and Chopu's in the past, so it's uh, he's the next event is the biggest event of the year. Exactly, and Italo, mate, uh, Italo or Kanoa, do you see these guys? Uh, I, I, they're both in the very first heat, but they both look so deadly. Italo has not won a comp this year; he's barely scored in the eights. Like he must be fizzing. Yeah, I know. And plus, he is off to – if it's smaller than left, or who knows, I'm, I'm hearing rumours of forecasts. He could start in the first few days and it could be four foot. Uh, uh, but that plays for Italy. You know he can go out there. He can do a couple of huge airs and, um, and he'll probably put people away. And uh, I think Kanawa's got a huge challenge on his hands to come through a fight up at Italy. <laughs> Yeah, he'll just whack Kanoa on a couple of little leg presses and just start kicking kicking him to the moon, probably. <laughs> For sure. Hey, uh, all right, uh, how do you see it playing out? Who Who's going to be the uh, 2022 world champs? I'm going to go with... I've got, I've, got, I've got to say Ethan, but I feel like it could be Philippe. And I really will be cheering for Ethan, but I think the way Philippe has himself out there it's going to be a real hard to beat but I'll be cheering hard for Ethan and for the girls I'm, I'm definitely I'm just going Steph I just I just definitely want her to do it and I think just that one event where she won this year she was just so solid mate if anyone knows Parko's knows mate Parko knows nothing <laughs> <laughs> thanks brother Alright, cheers, Vorto. Right. 2012 Pipeline Master, he's the surfer, surfer too. He's a sunny coast coolie legend, he's trained to Timbuktu. When it comes to professional surfing, he's our swellian guru. If anyone knows, you know who knows? Parkos knows, Parkos knows.